Welcome back, my friends, to another episode of Best Hour of Their Day. I gotta say this, selfishly, I put this podcast out because of the amazing people I get to be in touch with, the amazing people I get to talk to. You guys will recognize the games athletes, the Austin Maliolos, the Spencer Hendels, but you'll also see some of the best coaches in the world. And while their names may not be as recognizable, the fact that I call them friends and the fact that I get to sit down and chat with them for an hour is just something that I'm so grateful for. And speaking of grateful, I'm going to tell you a quick story about the guest that I have on here because you may not recognize his name, but I can promise you if you'll devote the 30 or 40 minutes to listening to this episode, you're going to leave a more grateful person. I am on an effort. I set a goal at the beginning of 2019 of reading 100 books, and it was super lofty, and I'm chipping away. I'm in the mid-70s right now, and full disclosure, I listen to a lot of those books as well, but I'm constantly listening and reading and trying to find new books, and I stumbled upon this author, Mark Reclau. And I didn't know him, but I downloaded his book, and he's got so many great books, but the first one that I downloaded was The Life-Changing Power of Gratitude, and it was something about the way he wrote it, something about how simple and easy it was that really resonated with me, and we talk about it in this interview, but it's just what amazing coaches and amazing human beings do. They take this complex subject, something that's overwhelming, that's daunting, and they break it down and make it simple. Whether it's coaching CrossFit, becoming a better athlete, or simply being more grateful, the best in the world take a complex subject and they keep it simple stupid. So first of all, listen to the interview. Secondly, go check out his books. He's got quite a few books out there. At this point now, months later, I've also read his 30 Days of Change Your Habits, Change Your Life. I've read some of his other books out there from Jobless to Amazon Bestseller to How to Become a People Magnet to Love Yourself First. I'll tell you what, it seems kind of cheesy. It seems kind of cliche. It seems like this dude's just putting out BS. He's not. He clearly lives it. He's been nothing but supportive of the podcast. He's been he welcomed me with open arms. I reached out, hey, can I interview? He was right on board with it. He's talks about checking out CrossFit too, which is what I really liked about him. But even cooler, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a little giveaway along with Mark. As you know, we always post pictures of our guests on our social media at best hour of their day. Here's what I want you to do. Go to today's picture or go back and find it if you're listening to this a little bit later. You're going to see the picture of Mark, and I want you to tag three of your friends that you think would also enjoy this episode, and we're going to pick two winners at random. So all you have to do is tag three friends, but we're going to pick two winners at random, and Mark has told us he will send out an autographed copy of his book, 30 Days to Being More Productive, to our two winners. How cool is that? Couldn't be any easier. Go to our social media on Instagram at best hour of their day. Hey, if you don't already like us or follow us or whatever you do on Instagram, please do that. But then when you do that, tag three friends. No big deal. Just tag them. They're, they're, they're going to love it. They're going to get an opportunity to hear Mark talk. You guys, 
You know gratitude is a super important aspect of my life. I have a gratitude journal now, thanks to Mark, and I write three things every morning and three things every evening that I'm grateful for, and it's all because of this guy. So stay tuned. Listen to my chat. He's over in Spain. The connection's pretty good, though. I'm excited for it. Hit us up and enjoy. Much love to Mark. Once again, thanks so much for being on here. I'm proud to now call you a friend. Mark Reclau. All right, we're recording, Mark. Welcome to the show. It's it's a uh, really cool for me to have you on because, like I was saying beforehand, I've read I read Mark's book, the life changing power of gratitude. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I read that book recently, and it really hit home for me. I've read a lot about gratitude, and I've tried to practice myself, but I don't know why. But your book really resonated with me. Oh, you still there? I'm there. You okay. you got frozen here a moment. I don't. Uh, but it says it's my internet connection, unfortunately. Uh, although it's all right. He's in Spain right now. I'm in my closet in Florida. So, but it's it's really cool to have you on. And what I thought would be cool is to talk about a lot of this stuff. You write about gratitude. You write about habits. And you personally went from jobless to a best-selling author. Yeah. Now. Here's what happens when I read that book. I'm like, okay, I could do this. I can read these things and, and implement it. But then part of me is like, I don't know if I can do that, what Mark did. And I, you know, I want this to appeal. We have a lot of CrossFit coaches. We have CrossFit athletes. They hear that. And it's like anyone. You see Tony Robbins talks about, all you have to do is think positively. Is it that easy? Uh, no, no, it's not that easy. But I can tell you, if I can do it, really anybody can do it. Because I'm like just a normal guy. I worked in a normal job. I got fired in 2013, at the end of 2013. I was always reading personal development, but I was never doing. I was never applying it. And I also have a, uh, a coaching training. I did a coaching training, so I'm a life coach. And there, and with all the books I read about personal development, I, I noticed that there are many, many exercises that if you really do them for 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, they really work, you know, like the gratitude, which we'll come back to or writing down your goals or whatever. So, but the only thing is that people don't do it. They don't apply it. They give up too early because they don't see results right away and things like that. So that's how I got the book. And it's really then I was, I proved it to myself during my life because I'm doing these habits I'm writing about, not all the 90 all the time, but I looked at, I always can do five or six. Gratitude is always there and it really works. And it's also what you said, it's not so easy to be positive and sometimes just being positive is also not enough. You know, we also have to accept that life is like this. Life is like a roller coaster. And when I'm, when I'm sad and not walking around, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy. No, I admit to myself that I'm sad. I try to work it out. I say, okay, why? What happened? Why am I reacting to a situation like this? But also, um sometimes when you need a little bit of power, like when you need to get through the day, there are little tricks, you know, like to like faking a smile like this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um if you do this, like with a pen or something in your mouth, but in your brain, your brain thinks you're actually something good is happening because all the muscles in your face are doing the same thing. So your brain will start putting out all those hormones, happiness hormones. So this is, this is, but this is a patch yeah, that can help you through a rough day. But at the end of the day, you should 
I always advocate, I mean, like really reflect, uh, allow your emotions, don't suppress your emotions. But these are little tricks that you can do. And the, that's why we come right back to gratitude. Gratitude is like the single best habit or exercise to do because you can't be sad and grateful at the same time. You can't be, you can't be envy, have envy and grateful at the same time. So gr gratitude is like a little bit the antidote to all those painful emotions, which are totally okay, which we have them. But if we, the more gratitude we practice, the better, the re more resilient we get. You know, also the, the, the difference between happy people and unhappy people is not that ones are unhappy all the time and have these are sad and the other ones aren't. It's that happy people, they come, uh, they recover quicker from the painful emotions. That's the only secret. And gratitude is a big help with that. And it's all, it's training. I mean, I'm talking to trainers here too. You're doing, you are coaches, you train your body. And it's the same thing, really. I mean, you you don't get in a sh top shape right now because you're doing it for seven days. You're probably doing it for two years or three years. And with our mind, it's kind of the same. And it's also the same. There are always setbacks or sometimes things don't work or sometimes you're training, but it's not working as well as on other days. So it's all the same. I think the most important thing is consistency and just keep on working, keep on working, yeah? Well, you said so many great things there. And I think one thing you said that I don't want to overlook is it's okay to be sad. I think so yes. many people get sad and then they beat themselves up for being sad instead of just accepting. Absolutely. Know, maybe thinking about something they are grateful for to help them. And I like that also. It's not that you can't be sad. It's just that if you're grateful, you get out of that funk, out of that spiral a little bit faster. A little bit faster. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is really, and it's great that we talk about it because there are so many misunderstandings. And I I get a, confronted with a, with it a lot when I go on national radio. They say, yeah, you are, you write self-help. You say people should all always be positive and then everything is good. I'm like, no. I mean, of course, a positive attitude helps, but sometimes it's just not so possible. So then I, I go, I mean, I have like 20 or 30 dark days a year, eh? like 10% of my of my time. I'm not really happy, but then I, I reflect. Sometimes I do gratitude to get out of it. Sometimes I just even don't want to do gratitude. I just want to be a little bit like, because it's sometimes you just have to like accept what I said, accept it. At the end, you get out of it better and you feel like better. I remember people asked me, what was a time in your life you really remember? And for me, it was a bad breakup. And rather than trying to rebound and get out of it happy, I spent 30 days on my couch watching romantic comedies crying. And it, it's what allowed me to get over it. And it really changed me for the better. Exactly. To me, it happened also. Same thing, bad breakup. And my best friend, I was living with my best friend. He was like, like on day one after the breakup, he was like, no, let's go out. Let's go party. And I was like, look, I'm handling things different. I will now be sad for a week. I'm gonna. I need this. You have to clean everything out, and then in a week or two weeks, we go out like never before. But now, please leave me this, my time to, yeah, also of being sad of to deal because it's to deal with it, you know. And uh, uh, when we try to overplay our sadness with saying we are happy or something, it gets worse because the sadness will come sooner or later. So if we try to 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 cover 
the sadness sooner like or later a, it will come out even worse. Yeah, like a band aid. Exactly. So, and um, what's important to know, so you are in control of it. You can get out of sadness when you want, when you see it's good for you. You have the techniques. You can gratitude is the most simple thing. If you would just remember, and if you read the book, you know it. So how what a difference. Uh, a day makes if you wake up and say, oh no, my God, now I have to go to work and you think of everything that goes bad or if you wake up and you have your gratitude list of all the things in your life that you can be grateful for and it can even be a bad breakup because this bad breakup made you a better person and then you read this, how does it they change? It's a completely different day. Yeah. So you have the, the, the tools. That's a really good point too. Sometimes we're only grateful for the things we can we envision as positive. Rather than, you know, I'm a big proponent of these negative things in your life are what brought you here. Without that breakup, I wouldn't be married to my wife. So look at this. So you said earlier, and and this is true for CrossFitters. You know, we mostly CrossFitters listen to this. If you've not done CrossFit, Mark, go check one out in Spain. But I have one 300 meters over there. I have one. I didn't go there. So probably you will (laughs) convince me. Yeah. Is it? I've been to Nuremberg. I've been to my my buddy owns one in Nuremberg as well. I know you're from Germany. So yeah, it's it's the best fitness training out there. But wow. too many CrossFitters only focus on the fitness. That's it. And I, you know, I read your book because this year my goal is to read 100 books. I found yours and I was like, okay, I want to read this as well. And for me, it's been actually less time at the gym, more time developing myself, be it mm-hmm. reading, gratitude, meditation. So say someone is listening and they're like, okay, I do need to expand. Where can they start? You know, and sure, read Mark's book. It's it's an easy read. I, you know, it's two hours maybe sitting down, yeah. paying attention. You do all the drills and I'll put the links up for his worksheets. His worksheets are great as well. Um, but where can somebody listening say, okay, what do I start with? Be it habits or gratitude. Okay, I mean, the easiest thing would be, and I say it, Many times I get contacted by, by people who are at a low point of their life and they ask me, Mark, what should I do? And I say, look, I don't know because I have never been in that situation. But start with gratitude because gratitude has something magical, magical, and it's scientifically proven. And you're probably noticing it all if you're doing the gratitude every day. So scientifically proven, it makes us more optimistic. Uh, it makes us see more opportunities, which is very important for, yeah, the more opportunities you see, the more you will cease automatically, even if you won't cease a lot. Now you will sleep better, you will become more positive, you will have less headaches and all this. So gratitude is such an amazing thing because it's like if it was a pill, everybody would, would buy it. So that's one thing. If you don't know where to start, start with gratitude. I would always, always do that. But and what, the other thing... Can you be more specific when you say start with gratitude? Okay, yeah. It's so easy as only writing down three things Oops, three things that you are grateful for every day. Every that, first thing in the morning? Yep, first thing in the morning or last thing in the evening or both, that's even better. And then also, it's important when you write it down, also feel the gratitude, you know, like when you write down and it can be small things like today I went to drink a coffee in a nice park and then really like feel how grateful you are for that moment. So that's three things a day. And those this exercise, doing it for four weeks, it will change already things in you it will rewire your brain a little bit because you will be um you know uh, focus you know when you focus on something you see more of it so when you focus on things you are grateful for 
you will see more things you are grateful for. So I, for me, for me, for example, I'm writing now 10 things every morning and I could write 15 because my, my brain is now so trained on, see, I mean, I'm just grateful for everything. I'm even grateful for a rainy day today, although it's a shitty weather here, but it's like, yes, good for something. I feel like com comfy here in my, in my living room. So gratitude is a lot. Then for the other habits, Because people also often ask me, say, Mark, you have 90 habits in my in your book, and which which one should I start with? And like, start with the one that comes most easiest to you. You know, this is not a competition. It's not. It's just that it's you. So, and when you start with the habit that comes easiest for you, you will get little small wins quickly. You know, because if you start with the habit to Go running every day 30 minutes. I mean, that can be a little bit tough and maybe you will fail a couple of times. But if you uh, start with the habit to drink one glass of lemon water every morning after brushing your teeth, that's a habit that can you can implement quite quickly. And then after five or 10 days, you go to the next one and you already have this win, you know. You already had one small habit in there, which what they say is, I don't know your, your view in it, but they say that drinking like, a water with a little bit of lemon and first thing in the morning is like a, a very great thing to do. And if you do it for two or three months, you will see health, health benefits. So really small habits. Second thing is make it as easy as possible. I, I do that. I drink lemon water every morning and yeah. I, don't, I don't think it was your book. I was reading another habit book. I forget which one. And people were training for a 5k and they, they lumped people into people that had to run every day. And then people that only the first thing they did was stand during commercials. That's it. And the people that started slowly, like you just said, more of them completed the 5K yeah. at the end because the habit was sustainable. Exactly. That's it's a the big secret is because we are all, sometimes I think we're taking it too serious. We all take it like we, we think we have to start with the biggest habit first. And if we fail, then we are already failures and we don't try it for the next year. And I'm like, always like saying to my people, say like, Make it more easy, you know, start with the most easiest. And then if you fail once or twice, it also doesn't matter as long as you go back to it. Because if you see it in the long term, if you see it in a year, if you do a habit five times a week, in a year, that's what? That's 260 times you did it, whatever habit it is. That's still better than zero. It's not 360, but 260 is not so bad. And because it happened to me before, you know, it was like, okay, now I failed after 10 days, after 10 attempts, and now I'll leave it. Right. And that's 10. But if I would just go back and say, okay, it's also a little bit about being nice to oneself, not to be too perfectionistic, also to forgive oneself and say, okay, well, I failed once, I'm a human, or I failed twice, now I'm going to go back to it. Because seeing over a year, I'll still make a lot of great improvements. So I want, I want to talk a little more about you. You went from jobless to an international bestseller. Most people, that's too much. That's like, I can't do that. And, you know, other people, you know, I look at like a Conor McGregor. You know who Conor McGregor is? Yeah. He, yeah. You know, he's someone who believes exactly what you're saying. I'm, I'm reading Muhammad Ali's biography. All these people that yeah. we look up to are are basically people that just do exactly what you're saying. And we look at them at such a high level, but we don't realize they got there. And you did the same. What was it like for you? What were those first steps like? I mean, you're jobless. It wasn't overnight you wrote all these no. books. So what, no, ex what? that's exactly the first thing that came to my mind when you were talking. It's like, it took me five years 
Right. And the fun thing is, yeah, you know, the thing, because we never give ourselves five years. We are, we want everything now, you know? I mean, I want to be like Mark in, in three months. That's not possible. But in three years, it is more or less possible. And I really started, I started small steps. It was just a lot of small steps, you know? It was like, in my case, it was studying self-publishing. Then the idea of the book was was building a matter. Of course, I had all the time in the world. The most important, important excuse i didn't have it the excuse i don't have time i couldn't that i couldn't sell myself because i had all the time of the world i was jobless so i was used to study i really since i left my job i have eight hour days even when i was jobless i was trying to study or to research eight hours a day so i need i knew i needed this discipline if not i go i don't there's none I don't know where I would have ended up. So I needed this discipline to work every day. And then the thing, it was like small steps. You know, I didn't set out to say, okay, now I'm going to write a best-selling book. And then I, no, I was like, I'm going to write a 500 words a day or a thousand words a day. And then it became a book. And then it was a book that didn't sell. So I did a promotion and then I did another promotion. I did another promotion. I was so close to giving up so many times. You can't even believe it. And then, but still, I always came back, regrouped, analyzed. And then things started to happen. I got on the right promotion. Suddenly, I had I had forty thousand downloads on Amazon. So I got um, in the Amazon bestseller list with all the big guys, you know, with Tim Ferriss. Yeah, see, uh, looking on your site, you were like number fifteen, right near, you know, some highly, you know, renowned authors. Yeah, incredible. And it's but the thing is, it all happens. And then I just went on. And there were bad times again when I didn't sell again. So I studied again. What can I do to sell more books? Where can I concentrate on? And it was, and in the, that's maybe the best takeaway. In the worst times, when sometimes I didn't know what to do, when you get really overwhelmed or something, I just always like regrouped and said, what's the next one step I have to do? Yeah. That's... Not think about, yeah, what's the next step? And you could actually go very far, trust when you always do trust the next step. It can, it takes you a long time, always with the, giving yourself time. It took me five years, nothing happens quickly at least in my experience but i know i noticed it got better and better and then more those doors open because it's kind of exponential you know the beginning is oftentimes harder than i mean i think it's maybe the same in crossfit right that's exactly what i was going to say we have a style of workout that we call chipper which means you chip away one thing at a time you know one of the biggest ones is called filthy 50s there's 10 movements of 50 reps and if you look at the big picture, like, I can't do this. This is too hard. But if you're like, hey, <clears throat> I just have to start and I have to do this first exercise. Now, all of a sudden, you're on the second, third. By the time you, you realize that you're done. And too many yeah. people, you know, I'm on my third book and people say, how do you do it? And my answer is 200 shitty words a day. Exactly. Which never is where I stop. But it's like, no matter what, I write down 200 words and then the you have to just break down that task. I think Tim Ferriss talks about it a lot. Just yeah. kind of think about one task at a time. Exactly. What, you know, for a lot of these listeners, and I, I'm a big proponent of it. My wife and I went to UPW with Tony Robbins recently, mm-hmm. and we're big proponents of a morning routine. Absolutely. What, Absolutely, what, yeah. What is, what is your morning routine look like? My morning routine, I have various. When I'm on the um, top productive, I get like, when I'm writing or something, I need to be top on the top of my game. I get up at 5, 5, 
I do a walk of half an hour to clear my head already. Then do a little, I do a little meditation of 10, 15 minutes, maybe just like, just breathing, you know, just like relaxing, nothing mystical. Um, oftentimes it's even a guided meditation of somebody telling me something and I'm just there. And then I start with the gratitude, of course. I write down three, three things I'm grateful for and I plan my day. I, plan, I get my, all my things together and plan really them. Let's say three to five tasks that I want to go want to do today, and it's great because when I you get up so early at when I do that, and I get up at five o'clock at three o'clock I'm bored because first of all I mean from at this time from five to ten I'm like double of three times more productive than on a normal day. So sometimes I I laugh when people at nine o'clock when I see people get to work I think to myself I'm nearly half done I'm ready to. And then at three o'clock, I'm really, I don't know what to do anymore. That's like when I'm really productive. And when I'm so, like a little bit more relaxed and I get up at seven or 6.30, but more or less the same, maybe skip the walk, maybe do the walk a little bit afterwards. Well, <coughs> what I never skip is the gratitude and the planning of my day. And also in the last thing at the night, when, just before like turning off my computer, I already make a little plan on what do I want to do get to do, done tomorrow because this is awesome. I write it in my book. In my personal experience, I live it. I don't know if you can, if you have comparable experience, but if I write, if I write down my plan for tomorrow, what do I want to do tomorrow? It's like when I sleep, I already prepare myself in my dreams and it's like I'm getting up and I know exactly where to go. And when I don't do this, then the morning is like, well, I'm getting up. Now I'm looking at my emails. Oops, already 10 already 10 a.m. So not as much, uh, not as streamlined. So it's also a good thing before going to bed, uh, like planning a little bit out the next day. Yeah, and I like about your evening routine in, in the worksheet is you kind of also reflect on what happened well today. Yes. So yes. you can, you know, things that went well, but also you're not above knowing things could have gone better. What could I have done better? Yeah. Exactly. That is something I got from a client I was doing. That was one of my first clients like five years ago, six years ago. And I was doing this exercise with him and he said, I need something else. I need some, I need something else. I need to also to, to look at what I haven't done so well, but without beating myself up. And I said, great, I will put that in my ritual too. And this is like to say, okay, what could I have done better today? Always like the, um, the words a little bit positive because beating yourself up about what you did wrong will not help but it really helps because then for example if i had a fight with with somebody or something i i write down i could have been more patient or i could have shut up you know just like swallow it or something and it's so great because it gives you great perspective and then maybe next time you it helps you to react to yeah to react better in a situation like that Sometimes it doesn't help and you will go just the same again. But also over time, you're learning a lot, you know, because if you're reading it every time, I mean, nothing like journaling. When you read it every time, and maybe on a Saturday, I would read again everything of the week just to, yeah, to go over it again. And then you can see your patterns, you can see your reactions, and then it, will, it, it helps you also to react better the next time. Well, one thing we promote to all of our coaches is after you coach a class, stop and evaluate how you did 
you know, and, and it's no different than this. It's, it's Absolutely. not just the last hour, but maybe, you know, the last 16, 17 hours. But if you're not trying to improve, you're not going to get better. You're going to keep exactly. making the same mistakes. As a, as a life coach, I also did this. When I have sessions, I also do it. Like I'm, I'm evaluating myself. Where did I listen? Where did I? So really, I mean, so but if I t- would have, a, if, you, if I would have to resume, the best is like really, and it's really also the, because I'm investigating a lot about self-esteem, about people relationships, about credit. And the basis is most of the times is like self-reflection. Like everything starts with self-reflection, everything, you know, even self-esteem or goals or happiness. Everything starts with that, like to look inside you and say, what do I really want? Or, or also analyzing yourself where I'm doing well, where can I improve? So this is one thing, self-reflection, gratitude. I wrote this book about gratitude because I noticed since I'm, because my main book, my best-selling book is 30 Days, Change Your Habits, Change Your Life, which I came out five years ago, four years ago. And since then, whenever I was asked, Mark, which is the habit you like most? Or what do you think is the biggest ingredient to your success? It was ha- it was gratitude. So the more grateful I got, the better my life got. It's really amazing. That's why it's, it has something magical at it. So last year I was sitting there and then I, I just said, yeah, my, my, Got to write a book about gratitude because it's just so important. And that's why it's a very small book. But I, but I just wanted to put everything in there. Everything I ever said about gratitude, everything that maybe like to really describe it so that everybody can do it. And you saw it. There's even something so because sometimes we are not in the mood to be grateful. Sometimes you want to also have a little bit of self-pity and it's okay also. But still... The solution is gratitude. Yeah, I mean, as I read the book, one thing that really resonated, other than the drills are super easy, is being grateful for those hard times. That was really one thing. You know, I had a few hard times that I look back and you're sad or you're still grieving and realizing those things shape you, those things, you know, one thing doesn't change in your life and then all of a sudden it's a completely different life. If you never lost your job, we wouldn't be talking right now. Exactly. I would still be in Germany, yeah. (laughs) Because the first time I was jobless, I was in Germany. And then I decided to move to Barcelona. And now I'm living in Barcelona, Spain, which is one of the greatest cities. And I just talked with my mother about it a couple of of weeks ago because we passed hard times also from from my youth. My life was not a walk, walk in the park. And her life also. And she really said, she said, it's like incredible because all the negative things that have happened to me at the end, they had something positive. It might take like a year, two years, five years to find it out. But you look back and you're like, yeah, actually, thank God it's what you said, you know. And uh, so I like the positive better. I like the, the nice uh, life better. But every but if like shit hits the fan, it's okay. I mean, and I can, and it's also something for me when I'm going through hard times, I always remember, you know, it's like, I did it once or I did it five times. I will do it. I will come out of it this time again. I can be resilient once and you get better at it also. The more times you pass through these situations, you get better at it. Get more resilient. And this is a maybe a great comfort when you, for people who are listening to us now who are in a bad situation, really something is there. There's really something positive is hidden there. And maybe you don't see it now, 
but maybe in a half a year or in a year you will see it and you will be grateful for it. Yeah, I think yeah. for some reason people always assume the worst is going to happen, but when you take a look back at your life and you realize you've always rebounded, you've always been resilient, you've always moved forward, rather than thinking it's going to be bad, you need to think back and realize I've always done this, it will go well, it'll move in the right direction. Who Exactly, enough. yeah. Just because you reminded me of another great thing, because I don't know. Did you see Brenny Brown on Netflix? Oh, uh, she yeah. Like a drug. Uh, she's great. I've read all of her books. Exactly. And that was one thing when she said, because I had it before, and suddenly it disappeared. Because you remember before when maybe when good things happened, and then you are like, oh, oh, my God, it's going too well. I'm sure something is going to happen. Something bad is going to happen soon. No? And uh, you always had like, not this. I had it a lot. And then suddenly it disappeared. And I didn't know. I just no, didn't notice. And Brandy Brown talked about it. And they studied people like this. And they studied people who who didn't have this. Yeah, who just, they said, no, life is good and it will go on good. Why should something bad happen to me now? And then they found out what they had in common. Gratitude. gratitude. Yes. <laughs> so that's, and I said, wow, another one. Another one for gratitude. So Jeez. that's also nice. It's such an antidote to everything. Everything gets better. Your relationships get better because when do relationships get sour? When you're not grateful for your friend, for your partner anymore. I, at my job, I mean, I got fired, but I got at the end what I wanted because I was not great, grateful at all for my job anymore. For me, it was a, a burden, uh, a horrible job. I didn't want to go there. So I don't know, the universe or, or, or destiny or whatever, or just my bad attitude uh, took care of it. I got fired. You didn't want to be here anyway. So, and it happens to many people. I don't know a lot of people in Spain. There's a lot of now a lot of jobless people, and also for my friends. But I don't know anybody of my friends who said, "Oh God, I got fired from a job I loved." Yeah. Everybody was like, so most of the time for them, it was really like also a liberation to do something that they didn't dare before. For me, it was totally. Now you're you're a coach. We preach all coaches should have coaches. Who's been a big influence on your life? Oh, I had many coaches. I mean, really, also taking them like um, like in sessions. But my influences, of course, as you said, Tony Robbins, Wayne Dyer, all those great personal development writers. But I also take coaches when I see that I get too comfortable, when I get too comfortable, or when I see where I want to go. Then I take look for a coach, for a mentor who has already achieved what I wanna wanna achieve. So for me right now, it was with books because I wanted to so, sell more books. So I did a course of a of one guy who sells loads of books. Mark Dawson is his name. Is a British. He's writing crime fiction, something totally different than mine. But he's selling like a million dollars of books every year. So I'm like, okay, I'm interested. I'm gonna see. So. At the moment, I concentrated a lot of that, but surely always uh, with a coach, everything is easier, mostly even if it's only for accountability, because we have also this sometimes that we we sacrifice more or we we are more motivated when we have somebody to be accountable to. Like, for example, for me, getting up at six o'clock in the morning to go running is very difficult. But if I am ask my neighbor to go, go running with me at six o'clock in the morning. It's very easy because I don't want to fail him, right? Well, I'll send you a message at midnight tonight 
to remind you to go run at 6 a.m. since you're six hours ahead. Oh, yeah, you are. So I, I thought if you're on Kelly, that's too late because it will be nine o'clock. But, <laughs> but it's, it's, so yeah, yeah. For, for every guest that we have on here, I always like to ask a book that they recommend. Now, obviously, all of your books are phenomenal. But do you have a book by someone else that you would recommend the listeners check out? Um, yeah, my uh, at the moment or always, my favorite book of the last year is The Happiness Advantage from Sean Aker. Sean yeah. Aker is a researcher, a happiness researcher, and he really like mm, collected all the scientific proof that we have already about yeah about that happiness really is an advantage that it is that happy brains. Um, work better, are more productive, are more creative. And I love the book because when I wrote 30 Days, I wrote it more or less of, out of my experience of, of doing the things and say, okay, look, this works because it worked for me. And somebody could say, yeah, well, Mark, it's great. It works for you, but that doesn't mean it works for me. But then I found Sean Aker's book or Sean Akor, I don't know how you pronounce him. And he has all the he has the science in it. He has also the science about the gratitude in it. He has the science about productivity in it. So attitude really helps. A good, a positive attitude helps. Optimism helps. Um, and we can train it. It's habits. It's meditation. It's going for walks. It's gratitude. That's how you get more happy. Still, like what we said in the beginning, being positive is great if it comes from the heart, but if you're faking, you're not doing yourself a favor. So you nearly, but you have the tools to get there in a natural way. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm a, I don't, I'm a big proponent of, I don't care about the science so long as it works. And I know for me, you know, what comes first, gratitude or happiness? Um, Wow. That's a great question. I think gratitude, they go hand in hand. It's the same thing. Gratitude leads to happiness, and happiness leads to gratitude. Uh, yeah, because it's, but, hard to, it's like you said earlier. It's hard to be sad and grateful at the same time. Exactly, really, and it's hard to be. Is it's just? It's also hard to be stressed and grateful at the same time. So really, gratitude is the antidote to a lot of painful emotions, which are normal, which we need because it's like, look, today it's raining. That's the way it is. Tomorrow the sun will come out and with our emotions, it's the same thing. So I'm not sitting here now and think, oh, no, my God, now the next three months, it's going to be raining. No, because tomorrow the sun will come out. So when I'm sad, I also don't think, oh, no, my God, now I will be sad all the time. I think, yeah, I will. I will come back. I will be I will find my way back. I have the tools. So what is also very good sometimes is really watch. I'm watching a lot of stand up comedy right now or these short videos short videos on, on Facebook or YouTube just to, to laugh, to laugh really hard until the tears come down because that I do before going to bed. That's so because funny. That's like, exactly what we do. We love watching stand-up comics before because it just relaxes you. You don't yes. have to think. Do you? I would recommend The Office to you if you've never watched The Office. Yeah, I watched it. I watched it. Oh, I probably re- re-watched it. I just, I stopped like in this, when Michael was leaving, I stopped. <laughs> So yeah. maybe now I have to watch the rest, but I was in the States the last couple of weeks and I I watched a, a couple of like episodes and it's just always great, you know? Yeah, I love it. It just relaxes me, puts me in a yeah. good mood and I agree. It doesn't It's not as good when Michael leaves, but it's still pretty funny. Cool. Well, it's been great chatting with you. Is there anything I missed? Anything you wanted to throw out there? No, I'm, I'm totally happy. I'm happy to have been on your podcast yeah, anytime. Hope- yeah. 
Hopefully we will introduce you to a new audience of CrossFitters and in time, hopefully you and I can stay in touch. I will get you to do CrossFit yourself. Yeah, I'm now thinking about it. I just had to sign up. It's really like 400 meters over there, but it looks so exhausting. So I'm like, nah, ah. But now, to have, maybe you can convince me. It, I'm not going to lie. It's very exhausting. But uh, it's like any new habit, Mark. You just start and I, I'm old. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm coming up with excuses. Now I'm old. <laughs> Ex- Although I look very young. <laughs> you know, if you go online, you'll see some phenomenal athletes in their 60s and 70s. So it's never too that's late. It. It's never too it late. Is a, that's all the th- what I always say. When people have excuses, I'm too old or too young. You just go to Google and you're... Ex- your excuse explodes in your face because there's always somebody old who is doing it or somebody young who is doing it. And it's great. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you coming on. It's been great. I look forward to reading all of your books. I know it's from the series, right? Change Your Habits, Change Your Life. Thanks. And um, yes. I look forward to reading it all. And you can find Mark on his website and I'll post all of those links. But it's been a pleasure. For me too. Great. And we are in touch. Thanks again for listening to Best Hour of Their Day. And just so you guys know, it is bonus week. We're going to be bringing you an episode every day, Monday through Friday this week. And we've got some great, great interviews and episodes coming your way. Check out besthouroftheirday.com if you haven't already. And you can find us on social media at Best Hour of Their Day. Or email us, best hour of their day at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you.